What would you do if you got scammed? Would you suffer in silence or would you do something about it? Well, I got scammed once and this is the story of what I did. I'm Justin Sales, the host of The Wedding Scammer, a true crime podcast from The Ringer. And for seven episodes, we're hunting a con man, a guy with a lot of aliases, a guy who's ruined a lot of weddings. And with the help of some friends, I just might be able to catch him. Listen to The Wedding Scammer on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. This episode is brought to you by Cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. moment of silence to start the show. Oh, are we? We are talking about me. That was for Ryan Tannehill, who will never <laughs> oh. see the football field in Tennessee again. <laughs> you know, it goes hand in hand with that. Mike was mm-hmm. right. You know, Will Levis. I'm happy for you, bud. He said it during the draft. He will be the best quarterback. I am going to overreact to one game, four touchdowns in the first career start. Kid looked great. He looked really, really good. Uh, did you actually buy any of his stuff not before a the game? The you world didn't? fell apart Dang this last it. week. So I'm no. so sorry. Unfortunately, I was not able to. I did make a bunch of posts trying to buy, but people were already kind of like paying based on or selling based on his hyped up price that he would perform well. Well, now he has performed well. I mean, kid looked amazing. So that was a cool. I've got to think he has a crazy big boost there. Uh, yeah, Purdy is dead. Long live Will Levis. That was the note from Sunday's yep. games. Um, Your boy, I'm going to guess, is on the death pile right after that. Bajant. Uh So here's what's terrible. funny about his... It, it, it wasn't great. It wasn't well, great. Well, he looked terrible. I mean, not you. I'm saying he was terrible. No, no, no. I appreciate that. I thought that's what you meant, but now we know. Um, the pricing, what was weird, and this is probably... This has got to be a pumper. I went out and like checked um, card ladders, like sale his, sales history to see like, Okay, we talked about his 2023 Panini Select draft, like the auto white card specifically. That card we had said was doing like 125. It had gone up to 155. And then after the game, this card started selling for like 120, 91, like somewhere in the 90 to 120 range. If you see a card sold for 255 among all of those, you have to assume like that's someone just trying to 
pump sales or something, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. why else would, why you know, would I wonder, that go? It makes me wonder if he even got paid for Because, like, even his Prism, as of this morning, that Prism Auto now, mm-hmm. the red one down to 90 bucks. It was doing 150 to 200 Oh, was it? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's... But that's the thing. It's expected. actually still higher than what I would have expected. Uh, but he's still going to play, I guess, until um, uh, until their their starting nope. quarterback comes back. What's his name? I know. Don't. Um, we will not be cutting for time here, folks. That's okay. You don't have to because I've got it. It's it's what twenty twenty one. Justin Fields. There oh, you go. Wow, I could see his face. I couldn't think of his name. Um, yeah. So, anyways, that was you know what was really sad. I didn't get to see the Titans game. I had to go back and watch highlights of it. It uh, the highlights were spectacular though. the The only thing that I started to notice was we're looking. We we a few people commented about like the hey, do you invest in second string quarterbacks? That was a topic we had like what a month ago or a few weeks ago. Now it's the topic starting to get to do you invest in third string quarterbacks? Lot of injuries. <laughs> There's a lot of them, and it's actually kind of a weird topic because there are some people that. Some of these third string quarterbacks you can go out and check right now are actually going up in value. It's just people speculating. Yeah, that's exactly. Well, Kirk that's Cousins 100%. goes down yesterday too for the whole season. Yep. Torres Achilles. Yep, he out. Um, what the what is his name? Uh, Todson, tied the Giants quarterback. No, Todson. That's Todson. right. <laughs> yep, you got it. What is what is it? Tell me. <laughs> You're close, Daniel Jones. No, because he's already been out. Oh, his back. His oh, back. No idea. Ah, uh, it feels good at least. I wasn't completely off base. Uh, the Giants' quarterback is also known as oh uh, Tyrod Taylor. Oh, Tyrod Taylor. Yeah, yeah, Tyrod okay. Taylor. Yeah, Todson. Uh, Todson. So he, I, I guess he was out. They put in the third string, Tommy DeVito. Tommy DeVito's now in this. He is. He was selling for like three bucks for his. Uh, and granted. He does not have any. Seems about two dollars overpriced, to be honest. (laughs) He doesn't have any actual cards in like Panini or anything. So he's got. You got to go to the product Sage. So if you go out and get a Sage Red Auto, this thing was. It was going for three bucks. Now it's going for six bucks. I'm just take the win. There's a. It was just funny to go through some of these third string quarterbacks like uh, Sam Ellinger. He's for uh, the uh, the Colts. Mm -hmm. He is also one of these where. I looked at his like 2021 contenders rookie. It was selling for like three fifty to six bucks. Like the auto one is was now it's up to in some cases like twenty six bucks. Yeah. yeah, Sam Ellinger. There you go. Yeah, they lost too. I think this week. Uh oh, the Colts. Yeah, I believe. Actually, let me see. I, I, I last week I feel like I got a lot of these wrong by just guessing. So I've decided I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm just going to actually look. Uh yeah, they lost twenty seven to thirty eight to the Saints. Uh yeah, so it uh it, it was one of those weekends where I, it was enjoyable to watch uh Will Levis, but some of these other guys going through the card ladder, like going through pricing 2020, 2021, 2022 quarterbacks. There's one quarterback in the last month of those three years that is actually up, Trevor Lawrence, and it's only like one card I could find really. His Panini Prism is down. But if you look back over the last month, Trevor Lawrence's Don Russ is the only one up. Hmm. Other than that. They won against six and two. I mean, not a pretty win, but they did win. They did win. Six and two. The If you look at like some other years, uh, Lamar Jackson, Gardner uh, Minshew, and Dak Prescott, all up. Your boy. 
Dak Prescott, I didn't want to take that victory lap yet, but uh, that is a continued to sell some, somewhat well. Uh, What's it selling for? The last three sales since we were on the show last sold for 169, 152, 145. So I'm okay. just saying. Yeah, other than those four quarterbacks, there's really not a whole lot to talk about other than Will Levis. Will Levis, I pulled, I posted this in the Facebook group. The uh, mosaics uh, of Will Levis were doing, I think, like around 150 or so. For what, numbered mosaic or what are we? No, no, no. The, this was uh, non-numbered. Most of them were doing like 150. Then they were doing 300s uh, after the game. Hey, look, I mean, the kid looked good. Yeah. And DeAndre Hopkins had a resurgence in that game, too. I know. He looked also. I can't get my internet to work at all, by the way. It's starting to really tick me off. Oh, go I've down to the off, corner. I've signed on. Disconnect from it and then I reconnect to it. I already did. That's weird. Hey, I'm 200 bucks a month for this freaking internet. <laughs> You hand me your computer. I'll, I'll fix it for doing you. A thing. Go to the next topic before <laughs> I break this freaking laptop. Well, um, the only other person I wanted to mention was because uh, at this point, obviously, we can see there's nothing really to talk about with a lot of these quarterbacks uh, as far as pricing for their cards go. The one that I do think is interesting is just AJ Brown. AJ Brown is so He's in a historic run. Crazy the most, cons- good. the most consecutive 125 yard receiving games in a row. I think. Oh, is that true? Wow. I think that's what he just did. Well, I mean, it, it it is impressive to watch him play, and it is one of those where it's like, okay, his values. Uh, I think what a week ago we're selling. He was going twenty three bucks for a PSA ten of his Prism from two thousand nineteen. No one cares. It's about now it's amazing forty five dollars. It is amazing the the lack of love receivers get. It is kind of even crazy. Tyree Kill. I sold a ten ten Tyree Kill auto last night for ninety bucks. Oh, did you really? It was number to three. Granted, it was number Lee vivid, three. but like that card oh. should be worth two hundred dollars. Easily, but he's best receiver in football right now. Yeah. Nobody cares. Well, uh, wild. The the only thing that, of course, we could talk about, but I think we can probably move to the next topic, and maybe we just talk about it at another point, is with all these quarterbacks being down so much, that would indicate that if you think anyone's really going to have, like, if they've got an easy schedule coming up or anything like that, there's going to be opportunities to buy. Like, Joe Burrow did fairly well. I mean, like his, sure. I think he had yesterday. almost like a 90% completion rate with like in San 30 Francisco. something throws. Yeah. Big game. Yep. Yeah. He, he looked really good in that. I, even though like I put a title of like Purdy is dead. What long live? Uh, Levis. I don't think Purdy looked that terrible. Like, I mean, he did give up yeah. two interceptions. I get that. That's a pretty bad game. I, I going back and I, cause I watched most of it live and then I had to miss it. Cause we did a, a game show thing, uh, I'll explain later. It's a lot of fun. But the the whole thing, going back and watching some of the highlights, if you watch that reel, and I get it, highlight reels are supposed to make you look great. But, man, he did, like, there were a lot of plays where he was, like, coming down. They were coming at him. He was running lateral across the field, throwing it completely opposite direction. Like, I think it was, like, two back-to-back plays. Granted, very shortly after that is when he did the the interception throws. But one of those interception throws, too, was, like, the guy was right. His hand was right there like in front of the ball. It didn't even make going back and watching the video. It doesn't even make sense how he caught it. But uh, yeah, so it wasn't the best, but I don't think Purdy's dead. I think there's still a lot of hope for him. And his card values haven't fallen that drastically since that game. So, yeah, I mean, there's hope, but, it, but yeah, that's another one of those. He maybe made some good plays, but you scored 17 points at home and you had two interceptions. He was pretty. Yes, it was a pretty bad game. He lost a fumble too. 
Yeah. Yeah, he was it was pretty terrible yesterday. He was he was rough. That was the worst he's looked in any of these games, in my opinion. Well, yes. That yes. And it was what, three in a row loss? That's his third loss yep. in a row. Yeah. Um, but uh, overall, Tay who did, look, still Tay who did good. look good. I know you, know, you love stat. that. You love That's that. That's why stat. nobody brings that stat. Well, his completion percentage, you could go just based on that. He's still in top 10 on that. So I don't know why you're bringing I'm not sure what the <laughs> Just try. I mean, he has, if you go through his stats, you can find a good number of them that would still rank him very high. That's all. I guess. But yeah, but if you have a brain in your head for football at all, you would look the last three weeks like this guy has been terrible. They're not scoring points. They're turning the ball over a billion times. Okay. He's been. Br- I don't care what his stats. Are. I mean, it's brutal. He's been. Yeah, he's looked terrible. That's, that's, a, why, that's an opinion. I was. I don't a, think. I don't think see, everyone should. We, uh, I know. I know what you're going to say. You don't know. I don't know as much about football, and that's fair. But I have gone back and knowing. I have this confidence because I've also heard other announcers and uh, commentators make similar points. That yeah, he doesn't look great, but at moments. There's still there's still a lot of really good raw talent for someone who just started playing professional football. Oh, that's fine. The raw talent for a guy who started 15 games, sure. But you got to keep in mind this is like one of the highest selling football quarterbacks in the hobby right now. That's why it's sure. like when you're saying like hey, he has been terrible. There's really no it's like no, he's been terrible. Three turnovers at home, you score 17 points against the Bengals. That's a terrible game. Wait, you say the Bengals like they're like a garbage Their team. Their defense is crap. But I mean, and the, you're on the you're at home against that team. You have three turnovers. Well, who uh, who's out there? They had um, yeah, Debo Samuel. Debo was still out. Yeah. Sure. And then they had someone else out, too. So, I mean, yeah. I get it. I'm just saying that that to me personally did not crush my hope of Purdy at this point. If anything, with his values being as far down as they are, that is what I'm going to be looking for later this week. You're going to um, buy you're buying Purdy. Yeah, I actually tried, and I'm really glad I didn't. But oh, I, I actually, I actually like did this. try okay. to. I did try to buy a uh, badgeant as well. That I'm kind of glad Wish that did, did not work out. After but. your freaking staunch take last week, the staunch take was just like to give a shot. Like I mean, it wasn't I like, like it. a strong. I like to see this. You putting your money where your mouth is with cards, though. I actually think. Oh, that would... I've been doing this on the side. I just haven't. Been, I've placed order uh, bids and auctions. I just haven't been able to get all of them. Uh, I did in basketball though. I did uh, Cam Thomas by Cam Thomas. Yeah, sure. I did. I I won one of those from the PWCC auction that we talked about last Thursday. One of those came in. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to continue to do that. I think if I'm going to talk it up, granted, some of these I'm going to make more clear. This is just an idea, not necessarily something everyone wants to do. But if it's something I really think, no, I'm glad to see this. Like the DAC thing. Like if at the time, I wish you would have bought. I'm glad oh. to see you talking like Purdy. Like, if you're going to take this stance, I do. I, I'm like, you're taking them. By the way, I had my first win uh, since PWCC came on as a sponsor. My oh, you... 1993 Lawrence, Larry Joe Bird, 1993 Finest Refractor, PSA 8. Oh, did you? They averaged like 150 bucks. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to put in a $90 bid and yeah. I'll, I'll get into extended bidding. I totally forgot about it. I got an email this morning I woke up to. Oh, nice. The... So with shipping, taxes, and all the bull crap, it was 105 bucks. So here's Still what like I've been 30% doing. Still 30% off, though. Like, I was I actually pumped. And that's a PC card. I love that set. I haven't had any of those cards sent to me yet. I just keep like putting them in the oh, vault. The so vault. that's like, so, so that way it's just, like, I did notice shipping. too, you don't pay shipping and you don't pay tax if you go to the vault. Well, yeah. And that's why it's like, I've just figured like, I don't need these cards right now. I'm going to just wait and just send them all at once. I figured well, you're like, planning on would be selling less. that stuff anyways, right? Like, flip. well, like the Cam Thomas, I think I would flip, but like there's, uh, you know, some of the, the family the project Beatle, stuff. Yeah, I the get. family project stuff. That's but that all is, coming home. I, I will say, this is not, and actually, I wasn't going to talk about PWCC, but it does make sense. If you were planning to flip a card, I guess my question is this. Like, if I, I have to pay the sales tax on the Tennessee rate 
for the bird. Like oh, I saw sure. that I paid 9.25. Fine. I understand. It's tax. Tennessee, it is what it is. If I put in the vault, I don't pay anything. If they sell that to, to somebody else in Tennessee, let's say. Okay. Do I pay the tax on that? Oh, that's a good question. Or like if they sell it to New Hampshire, there is no tax. So there would be yeah. no tax at all. If they sell it to a state that has tax, I actually want to. Does it someone. matter what state they're selling it from, though? Like in this well, that's case. That's my question. In other words, I mean. if they're selling it from a state where there's no tax like they are. Because huh. they're in uh, Oregon. They're out west. Where the heck's that vault? I forget. doesn't matter. Bad. But there's no tax there. So if they sell that to a state with tax, does the buyer pay the tax or do I? Ooh, that's a good question. Because if not. That's actually a way to totally avoid the tax on my end. If I buy a card there, just vault it. Yeah. If I'm flipping the burn I'm keeping, I'm just going to pay the tax anyway. Sure, sure. But I am curious how that works. Okay. Yeah, I am. That's actually very I was pumped to win that card, though. It's a cheap card, but like, I, I, that's one of those two that will go in my PC box mm-hmm. until I can find a 9 or a 10, which is super hard to find. But 1993 Finest Refractor Larry Bird. Yeah, oh, I was nice. actually I was actually very pumped about that. For 100 bucks. I was absolutely. Nice. Um so we talked about on the last episode. Oh, yeah, let's go to the comparisons. We said that we were going to, we keep talking about return on investment. That's yep. a constant Why mailbag is football question. football wax so expensive compared yes. to baseball? Yep. So I didn't do this for uh, every box of something. I just had to pull one just because there's a lot of numbers. And I'm going to give you some numbers. I will tell you, like, if you ask me something I don't already know, it may not be easy for me to don't pull that information. Okay. I did card letter up as well. I can try to help if, if um, need be. But. Well, so here's what I did. I took Mosaic Prism. I'm sorry, Mosaic uh, Football. I took Mosaic 2022 Football, mm-hmm. and I compared that to two different baseball products because that was the big question, right? right. Everyone, we keep talking about how baseball is cheaper in mm-hmm. a lot of instances, and so it's like, well, are you getting the same kind of return on investment? And there's no exact apples to apples. Mosaic Baseball is not licensed, so it's not it's not a comparison. Yeah. So Mosaic so Baseball. Like a comp in my head. I have not seen anything you're talking about yet. This is Mosaic football. Right. Compared yeah. to, like, I'm trying to think of a baseball product that to me is kind of a comp to that. I would think something like a Finest or a Topps Chrome. Okay. I did not put Topps Chrome because I figured that would be closer to Prism or something. That's fine. I did. I mean, actually, I think all these. Are I actually good. did two different ones. I did oh, uh, Topps Series 1 and Topps Update. I did these two yeah. comparisons. We're going to have to use Topps Chrome for the, that. Those are That's like the dirty paper product. It doesn't. That, I mean, like, as far are, as like, and I did, I did it based on like a jumbo box uh, of these. Cause I mean, those boxes, like a box of like tops update goes for like two, uh, what is it? 250. That's around what they're going for right now. Um, and 2020, and that was 2022 tops update. 2023 tops update series one was 225. I also did those because they also came out relatively around the same time. So they've have close to the same amount of sales time because the overall goal was to find what has sold from that product and um, over over a hopefully close amount of time so that if I were to, say, put in, you know, for a mo- box of Mosaic, a box of Mosaic is going for like $480. If I was going to spend double the price for a box of Mosaic, am I getting, do I have the chance of getting something big for it or or at least to get my money back? So the the overall goal in what I've what I found was how many boxes of your sorry I'm sorry how many sales of each could you get uh, something that was over what you bought the box for so could you hit something that was over what the price of the box was does that make sense yeah th- here's the problem you're you're talking about how can I how many singular cars are going to cover the cost of the box mm-hmm. yeah 
that's why update is a, is a hard. You can't use an update. You're going to get. know what the numbers are, though. But They're the actually point, pretty good. The, yeah, but the odds of update are brutal. Unbelievably brutal, the odds of update. I, we rip update every year. It's a paper product. The odds of you hitting one card that's worth more than 250 mm-hmm. are very low. But, but the but the update, the point is you're going to get 30 to 50 rookies to grade. Because you get all the you get mass amounts of paper, quantity okay. of paper rookies. Okay. So there's almost no chance of you what, losing a lot of money on an update box. So that's actually well, that that actually works out because if we know that going in, then it's still going to be beneficial when you figure out what the numbers are for mosaic. Because sure. Don't knowing that, you would think, oh, that would be really like outstandingly good as far as a baseball return on investment than the mosaic return on investment. Right, because you're saying you can the majority of update boxes. If you grade, depending on what you hit, yeah. I think you'll get very close to your money back every time. So this is this is what I had found for 2022 tops update that came out October of 2022. All right, okay. So in order of coming out, it was tops update, then mosaic football in January, and then tops series one in uh, February. Okay, okay, so. So I'm trying to think of who the heck was in Series 1 this year. Was Adley in that? Adley and Gunner? Corbin Carroll? Series 1. Where's Josh Young? Oh, darn it. I don't have it up. I'm no, sorry. Go ahead. Go, yeah, yeah. Go, do what you so do. let me do the numbers. You yeah. pull up the who was in it. So in Top Series, uh, Top's update, I said I was going to start there, October 2022. The, the box was going for about $250. Again, th- this is a jumbo box, yep. right? So you have a little bit uh, better chance to hit some parallels, some other things. You're going to have around 1,360 individual sales that were over $280. I did 280 just to like give a little wiggle room as far as pricing goes, if it sold a little more or whatever the case may be. Um, 280, uh, I'm sorry, 1,360 sales. That's actually pretty darn good. It's almost the highest, but 1,360 sales is going to come out, in this case, to be 169 of them being $1,000 plus. Okay. So $1,000 for 169 of those. The Tops Series 1, so we did Tops Update 2022, now 2023 Tops Series 1, that jumbo box sells for 225. That one has 1440 sales of $250 or more. All right. So 1440, $250 sales, but only 107 cards that were over a thousand dollars, which makes sense because series one is a lesser product, right? Because yeah. the other well, one had 169. It's the same product. It's it's all just about the checklist. Well, yeah, but that's, yeah, that's why I mean. I'm sorry. When I say lesser, I just mean like there's just not as many bigger or, or better hits in that product. So Mosaic Football, if you were to buy that, you're only going to find 820. So about, what is that? 600, five to 600 less sales than those other two we talked about. 820 sales that were $500 plus. So 800 sales that we're going to pay for that box. Okay. With 196, that's the largest being a thousand dollars and more per card. Okay. So essentially your return on investment, you're going to get uh, about 40% less uh, of a chance to pay for it based on sales 
Even bigger, though, because you're talking ROI. You're talking two update boxes for every one Mosaic box. Well, that's why I'm I'm basing it just based on if you're just trying to pay for the box itself, not oh, okay. for, like, okay. the same amount. So, yeah, if you're just trying to pay for the box itself, you can do that, like, what, like we said, 1,400 times with Series 1, uh, 1,300 times with Tops Update, only 820 times with Mosaic. Okay. That's what it comes out to. But you do have a higher chance of hitting a $1,000 plus card in Mosaic than you do See, in any that's, of Okay, so that's where the number of the box skews it, though. So even if you hit a $1,000 card, you've made a $500 profit. If you hit a $1,000 card out of update, you've made $750 profit. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And again, the other, the other major issue here is with update, or with Series 1 specifically, Gunnar Henderson, Adley, Corbin, you mm-hmm. PSA 10, those cards are going 40 bucks a piece. You're making $25 profit on a handful of those cards without hitting anything big. Yes. That's also a major, because you get bulk amount of base. But here's the the other thing that... I, I really want to know Topps Chrome. That's the one I'm curious about to compare to all three of these. I could do it. I could pull it up. Yeah, because that would be the most closely resembling. But here's what you find starting to pull this information, because I spent like at least an hour just trying to find this information and then trying to gather it so I can actually pull data from it. It is so difficult. Like that... I think that's one of the reasons why this hobby like does well and other times it doesn't do quite as well. And no one really knows the exact reason why, because you can't quantify a lot of things. Sure. So like, let me ask you this right now to the layman, to just the person listening. Uh, if you were to ask 10 collectors who break occasionally, rip their own personals occasionally are in the hobby, almost exclusively you know, in a bunch of different facets. Mm-hmm. Why is football wax higher? Oh, cause there's bigger return. Yeah. That is the answer. Mm-hmm. Oh, the single cell for more. And that's a myth. By and large, that is just not the case. And the ones that do, you're paying more, your entry level is way higher, and your odds are longer. Yeah. They just okay. don't, like that is still to me across the board. And the other thing is your your ability to grade your way out, so to speak, like you can with 2023 baseball, it's not close. So that's the one thing that I obviously didn't have, right? Sure. Like of all the smaller stuff, like what is... But you'll get some of that in Mosaic. You'll get one or two of those guys in Mosaic as well. You can graduate out. Sure. Baseball, you get six to 10 of those guys. That's the difference. That's why I mean, like the perception is just, oh, it's a bigger chase. The number one reason football and basketball wax is more expensive than baseball. Mm-hmm. Number one, far and away, the gambler mentality. People want to chase that. That is it. Like there, you could in your, yep. your, as a matter of fact, your info kind of shows some of that, your sales data. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, I'm not saying go out and buy update. Cause to me, I want a little bit of both. I want to be able to chase something big. Updates boring to me. I don't care about update. Yeah, yeah I can make, sure. I'm never going to lose my shirt and I might make money more often than not. Tops Chrome is a good example though. I can still go and chase the red Adley. It's going to do thousands of dollars. Yeah. And I have as good a chance of hitting that as I do of hitting a gold Kenny Pickett out of 2022. But it is wild to your point. A lot of people don't sit down and do the research or look or think about checklists or autograph stuff. And especially with 2023 football, the odds of 2023 football are going to be way worse than ever before because a lot of the guys didn't sign. So yeah, that, that takes away huge high level ceiling type cards. You no longer even have the ability to chase because they're not in the product. I, like, that's crazy to me that 2023 sells like that. The only thing to to throw some of this off, well, sure. granted, all, no, again, all I, these I'm numbers curious. are, like, as close as I could get without, like, yep. spending days no, doing this. No, I understand. This. You spent comprehensive research. Well, I, I, you know, I say more for the audience because I know I'm going to hear from those people, like, well, you didn't look at this or that, and, you know, I get that it's not perfect. But the one thing that I did consider, though, is to what you mentioned, I think, when I first started talking about this, is the amount of product that is made or like that's put out there. Because wouldn't, in your mind, isn't there more 
tops, like say update or series one, more of that. Product. Let's go tops Chrome again. So we kind of okay. go Apple. Is there more tops Chrome than mosaic? I mean, maybe right, there's gotta be right. Like they're selling know, look, it at Costco now. Well, but they I mean, look at the, look at the retail mosaic skews. Look at the retail prism skews that are out there for football. They're all over the place. But I mean, like, is there more printed? They're at Walmart, they're Target. Yeah, I, but the, I feel like all the places that Maybe. you would normally find probably a, a football, basketball, you'd probably also find a baseball pack too. Sure. However, I keep seeing like the, to that point, Costco, uh, and there's now like a few other things online of these other baseball sales or other baseball products. Like there's a holiday box now, a mega holiday box. I sure, just the feel paper like there's stuff, getting no to question. be more and more of that product out there to where... If that is the case, let's just say it is, if there's a lot more baseball than there is football overall, just printed, then yeah, maybe there's more sales, but there's that that sales was from a million people buying it versus maybe only 500,000 people buying football product. Does but that make it, But isn't even that a good thing? If a million people are buying because there's that many buyers out there because there's more product? Because the baseball market is much more... Well, not not necessarily because you think these weren't percentages of those people. That was just like a strict number. So if it so let's say uh 1.3 million people bought Tops Chrome, right? So mm-hmm. uh or Tops Update, because that's the one I actually have numbers for. That would mean thirteen hundred and sixty people were able to pay for their box by a hit, right? So that's what is that percentage? Thirteen hundred to one point three million. I see is what like, you're saying. Yeah. I mean Yeah, I- it's a much smaller percentage than if, you know. There's only 500,000 boxes of mosaic sold and 820 of those were able to pay for the box. So that's where the, the present, I think the percentage kind of comes into play and how much was of that product was actually made becomes a factor as to, I think is it's, it worth it? I think it's close though. Tops Chrome baseball compared to prism compared to mosaic compared to optic. It may be, I, I would say maybe 25% more, but I don't think it's way more than that. If I really don't. Knows I would love no to. No one knows. Find they they that keep population. all that stuff so tight. It's ridiculous. It is, yeah. But, but maybe twenty five percent more. Yeah. But I still think the more you dig into the numbers, the more you'll see that football is way more of a chase. Basketball way more of a chase. But I think that at the end of the day, it's still if people are buying it. Then, oh yeah, it's not going to change. But that's yeah. also to us like that's why like we've never really gotten to breaking big with football and basketball. Mm-hmm. I think you burn people out doing that because I think the return is so much worse. Maybe it's brutal. Yeah. Um, so anyways, that was just yeah. a little bit of the numbers. I thought it was interesting at least. Did you ha- do you have top scroll numbers compared to Prism? Like just uh, quickly? I can see if I can't pull something real quick. Um, oh, if you want to talk about, let's do it next time then. Cause I, I that's the one I really want to dig into actually is top scroll versus Prism. Okay. Yep. Right, let's go to the Ken, Ken Golden interview and then we can move on with the rest of the show. Okay, cool. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Spring is here, and you can now get almost anything you need for your sunny days delivered with Uber Eats. What do we mean by almost? Well, you can't get a well-groomed lawn delivered, but you can get a chicken parmesan delivered. A cabana? That's a no. But a banana? That's a yes. A nice tan? Sorry. Nope. But a box fan? Happily, yes. A day of sunshine? No. A box of fine wines? Yes. Uber Eats can definitely get you that. Get almost, almost anything delivered with Uber Eats. Order now. Alcohol in select markets. Product availability may vary by region. See app for details. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. That brings us to the time in our show where we have our guest, and we are honored to have Mr. Ken Golden. Ken, I think many know as the Golden Touch Man. Is that what you're known as, King of Collectible, Golden Touch? King of Collectibles. That's what that's what they call me. I think um, Business Week came out in was it 2021, and they had a um, they had me in the, in on Business Week. There's a cover story, and they called me the King of Cards. So I guess, um, you know, the show, the working title for the show with Netflix has always been the golden touch. And I guess Netflix likes to give you like, take two seconds and you will know by the title to some degree what the show is about. So golden touch, what is that? Like, is that going to be about a massage parlor? Who knows? So (laughs) they said, okay, let's call it king of collectibles. The golden touch. And that's how I became the king of collectibles. Here's the important question, Ken, as a self-respecting, which is questionable in and of itself philadelphia 76ers fan scale of one to ten how big of a piece of crap is james harden um he is well i will i will temper my comments because he was there last night and he was on the court so he first of all you know he definitely looks good compared to ben simmons okay ben simmons is Mm. is the all-time as far as uh, 76ers fans are concerned. Um, he had mental problems. That said, look, if Harden comes back and he plays for the 76ers and he does well and he gives it his all, you know, I will actually put him um, above like a Kyrie Irving type of thing, you know? Oh, that's um, fair. Yeah, so, you know, I and... and that, let's see. One thing we all care about in Philly more than anything else is winning and doing well. Sure. So if Harden comes back, if he performs, and he you know, the Sixers do well, all will be forgiven. You know, he just missed three games, but yeah. Look, I I personally am not a fan of the whole NBA. I demand a trade, and the team trades them. I I just think that's all. That's a crock. It's not the way I grew up. You know, that wasn't. You know, that wasn't the guys I grew up on. Uh, you know, Dr. J, Moses Malone, um, even the Allen Iverson era, Julius, or, um, Michael Jordan era. That, that that wasn't, you know, that wasn't different world. You know, that wasn't their era. That's not what that's not what, you know, I was brought up on. I just don't think it's right. I, don't, I do not know how the owners ever put themselves into the situation they have today with players in the NBA. And I know Silver's trying to walk it back. Yeah, too late. Uh, but, too late. You know, it, it, it's 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 out of the barn already, right? Let All me just right. summarize what he said, then you can get to this whole interview you want to do. Sure. Just sure. to be clear, yeah, yeah. he just said he well, he's slightly better than Kyrie Irving, who's a flat earth <laughs> clown who has jumped around teams because he has no spine. So that just tells Ken but, was very politically neutral of well, what he said, but that's well, okay. The answer he gave is actually kind of tied into some there of the things go. I wanted to ask about because Perfect. I feel like that question was asked and it almost like maybe made hair stick up on the back of your neck because you know there's a strong possibility you may run in to harden or any of these people in the near future i keep seeing it was like a tempered response i, I yep. keep seeing like him like uh ken is like just posted something with like kylo ren uh adam driver 
Uh, he was with mm-hmm. like Morpheus. Um, uh, what's Lawrence his, I, Fishburne? Yes, he. I mean, yeah, Matrix man. Exactly. His hobnobbing with all of these elites, and I'm just like, I knew that was a. Weak I was response. wondering. Yep, I'm wondering, like, he's just like actually concerned. He's gonna run into this. I'm gonna guy. call Ken. What I call you offline at sure. times. Red light, Ken, right there. Red when the, reco- the record yeah. button is on, I, Ken gave a very Jesse <laughs> answer there, and that's okay. It's I can't. Diplomatic, it's and that's oh, okay. I, I will. I will say that I have. If you look through my Instagram, you will see I've met. Harden on multiple occasions, and I'm sure he can reach my cell if he wanted to. Okay, there you go. See, exactly. <laughs> that goes to show. Well, all right, so before we go uh, too much further, then you got to tell us, what are your thoughts on the Eagles? Are you also an uh, Eagles fan? Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a big Eagles fan. I, I, I think they're playing weak right now. Oh, okay. um, the last three games I've not been happy with. Yeah. You know, I was not happy with, uh, you know, with the Jets game, obviously. And, you know, this past week, they um, had to come from behind to um, beat Washington. I mean, I know. bring in and, Washington. And they, so, and, and yeah. they look, they are a great team. They are without a doubt, one of the four best teams in the NFL, you know, that, so that's not a question, but you know, we don't want them to be one of the four best teams in the NFL. If they get to the, you know, the NFC championship and lose, that will be considered a failure of a season. Yeah. If they get to the Super Bowl and lose, that will be considered a disappointing season. So, okay. you know, I'm concerned that I believe in a few weeks they have, you know, we have, we've got San Francisco on the schedule and obviously they're looking like garbage now, but that's fine. We've got Dallas twice on the schedule. Um, I think we have Kansas City on the schedule. You know, so and, and I know I know we've got Buff. I know we've got Buffalo at um, at, at home. So it, it, it's it's a brutal second half of the season. So they really need. You know, they they they're seven and one. They should have been eight and zero going into this run. And you know, if they lose three of those games, they're still thirteen and three. But look, I I, I think the Eagles. I think it's, I don't care that the Cowboys have bad games. I think it's the Eagles and Cowboys in the NFC. You know, it's going to be one of those two teams going to the Super Bowl. So obviously, the way you talk about this, you obviously still have a passion for these teams and these sports. It, you run Golden Auctions, which is known not just for cards, obviously, but all kinds of memorabilia. But do you still like? Have you found yourself thinking, "Oh, I would love that card," or like? this player, even if it's not like a super high end, super valuable, do you ever find yourself still wanting a card of somebody like that? Sure. I mean, I, my, my first instinct would be, you know, like I I look for my cards, my card collection is overwhelmingly baseball. So it's like 95% baseball. Um, my non-card sports collection is only probably 70% 70% baseball. So you may say it's only 30%, but you got to realize I got a massive friggin' collection. So I got, I got, I have, a, I have a lot of stuff. So I will support my teams. Like I was told that you guys want to see some yeah, personal yeah. collection yeah, today. Love, so like, to know like, like one of the things I collect is, um, you know, from a card wise, you know, I collect, I collect PSA registry sets. Okay. Um, I do own, for example, I, I have not registered anything. So all my sets are not on the registry. I, you know, one of these days I'll give it to my assistant. I certainly will never take the time to do it myself. Um, but I own, uh, one complete T206 minus the Wagner. And then I own a second T206 near complete set minus the Wagner and a few others. Wow. To give an example, I own a bunch of sets from the fifties, a bunch of sets from the sixties, 
a bunch of sets from the seventies. Um, and I collect, uh, Philly. So like, these are my two favorite guys growing up one day. If I can, you know, one day, if, um, I can make some money, yeah. you know, maybe I'll upgrade <laughs> to a 10, but you've got the Schmidt rookie and you've got the, uh, Carlton rookie. Oh, nice. Very uh, cool. right. Right there. Now, Paul, you know, obviously modern cards and you know, Paul, for those who do not know, Paul's my 10 year old son. Um, huge, huge Phillies fan, huge baseball player. So let me see what we have. So we've got the red Harper refractor, one of five. Okay. Dang, first auto. I've got okay. red bone refractor. I did want to ask you too. So I saw a post you guys put up recently about like it it started out saying like one of the hottest categories and collectibles, but mm-hmm. I as soon as I heard that, I was like, oh, I'm sure this is something I'm familiar with. But I hadn't really heard anything about this. It was type one photographs. Um, the definition I found for it was, uh, for a type one is first generation photograph developed from the original negative within two years of the photo being taken Correct. at this point in time. Like you said, it's one of the hottest categories. Is this something that you've seen a lot of movement through your site as far as the, the category of type one photos? Sure. So I type one photographs actually really got, got very interesting about seven years ago, you know, and I, Honestly, I didn't understand it. Um, I will say, and, and I'm foolish because to this day, I do not own a Type One photograph, and I wish I owned a bunch of them. Uh, you know, it's one of the ones, one of the ones I missed out on. Um, you know, just I was always more of a card guy than a photo guy. But you know, I saw some of these photos, especially like really old vintage classic photos of like Ty Cobb and Babe Ruth selling for big money, and then the other other thing that you know, caught on and took off was the trading card photos. Like the 52, the photograph used for the 52 mantle went for huge money. Like a photograph used for a Willie Mays, you know, you know, 51 Bowman Mays. And like the, um, one of the exhibits, um, one of the art cards, R309, I think it is, um, you know, one of the early, late twenties, early thirties cards, um, not Gowdy. It's more of a stand up display card of Babe Ruth went for big money. Um, and the Ty Cobb sliding into third photo went for big money. And then it kind of cooled down. You didn't see much of it. And every time, occasionally you'd see one of these things come up and it went for big money. And I'm wondering, who the hell is paying hundred grand for that? But what's really caught on and what's really taken fire is modern player type one photographs, like a vintage black and white photograph of Wayne Gretzky, a vintage 1984, 1980, you know, 84, 82 era photograph of Michael Jordan, you know, and especially the autograph ones, because how, how, how few of them are there. So you had to find the original photographer. He had to develop an original photograph and within the first two years. So it's just not, not really a ton of this stuff. And some of these photographs are now these modern guys are going for over a hundred thousand. So I saw this taking off. And what I did was I said, okay, this is going to be big. I actually do not want to call myself an expert in type one photographs. So I want to get an expert. You know, if I, if I think a market, a collectible market is going to be hot and I do not personally know enough about it. And I don't have anybody in my staff who does, I want to find somebody who does. So I did a lot of research and, um, there is, you know, there are two guys that really know, you know, everything. 
Um, one is um, Henry Yee, who works for PSA Authenticating. And the other guy was this, this guy named Kyber Ozer, who wrote the book with him. So like, there's literally a type one guide, you know, a, a guide to type one photographs. And it was written by Yee and Ozer. So I hired Ozer. Very oh. simple solution, right? You can't get <laughs> Yee, you get Ozer. So now, so I've got Kyber and he is bringing in all of this amazing stuff. I mean, like he sent me today these pictures and I'm like, who the hell kept these pictures from whenever, you know, whether it's 1960s or it's like Emmett's type one photo from Emmett Smith's first game we've got coming up. And like the one we had of Gretzky and I'm like, this is really, and then wait, 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 this, this was the most bizarre photograph I saw. Venus and Serena Williams, probably 10 or 12 years old playing chess. Now, I don't know about you, but my parents, you know, did not take photographs of me off the original negative, blow them up, keep them in perfect condition, and save them. Now, but think about this. How many of these photos are there? I mean, you've got Venus and Serena Williams, you know, before they, they were, anybody knew who they were, not even on the tennis court, playing chess. Yeah, Is there more than cool. one of that photograph? Why would anybody even have that in a type one? That is what makes these things so rare. Okay, very cool. So that is something I was curious about because I know I've been wanting to talk more about it. It sounds like it's mm-hmm. going to be a very, I, I guess, uh, I'm wondering how big of that subsection of the hobby we can get if there's only really two experts out experts out there to begin with. But it mm-hmm. does sound like if if that's oh, I, look, a, every, a every auction section. house is going to say they've got an expert, right? I mean, Heritage sells type, you know, Heritage is one of the other big ones. They sell type one photographs and they're going to say, well, our experts know it. but you know, so it's not that these are the only ones who know it. These are the foremost people. But hey, you know, this is the guy, right? Literally, who wrote the book. I mean, that's that's sure. the great thing. And all these people are coming to us now, and they say we're so glad that you're into this. Nobody has given this the marketing time. Nobody's created the video, and and these guys are getting so excited. I did a v- couple of videos on Type One photographs, and, and this is like the first time anybody's ever done anything like that for this whole category. So that's I cool. think. I think this has a long runway, and I also think that it has the one thing going for it that all these other categories don't have, that trading cards don't have, that remember, – remember the craze for tickets? Remember like oh, the tickets oh, yeah. like all of a sudden – you know, tickets for the first time, Ken Griffey Jr. went to the bathroom, sells for $7,000, <laughs> right? Okay. He had to pay to use but the bathroom. The, pro- <laughs> the problem with tickets you know, were – they did issue 50,000 of them, right? You, could, you can get – it's, it's a stadium. Yeah, it's sure. a stadium. It's you know. So I like tickets, but it's a long population, and in theory, some in some in some of the more modern stuff, the market could be flooded. There's not a lot of risk here with with the right photographs because up until 2010, who the hell thought of these things? Sure, yeah. who saved them? Who who even had the access to get copies? Um, so I gotta also ask you, along with uh, your your hobnobbing with celebrities and collecting sure. pictures of Venus and Serena Williams playing chess. When you've run into some of these uh, these upper echelon people, whether sports or actors, have you found any card collectors, like any of them that, that are also like, oh, yeah, I bought some stuff off your side, or, you know, I collect this or that? Like, I'm just curious, who out there is collecting? Okay. So, um, so 
a lot a lot of people you wouldn't think of. First of all, I, I will I will mention the biggest name in sports today. Okay, the single biggest name in sports today, and you guys can agree or disagree with me, but because of all the fame he's gotten outside of sports, has to be Travis Kelsey, right? Oh, okay. Okay, so Trav, you know, because of um, Taylor Swift, T Swift. Oh, so yeah. I met I met Travis at um, the debut of Peyton Manning's quarterback for Netflix. So came over, knew instantly who I was. Brought his whole entourage over. Brought his brought his mom to meet me. So this is Ken Gold. This is this is this is the card guy. This is the guy you watch the show on Netflix. They've watched the show. They love the show. He's a big collector. Uh, he collects cards. He busts boxes. So, you know, that's an example. Um, Tyrese Halliburton. I would have no idea. I'm sitting um, on, you know, I have a suite at the 76ers, but they gave me floor seats for a few games. So I'm sitting on the floor with Paul, you know, looking the other way. And he goes, Dad. And all of a sudden, Tyrese Halliburton, before the game, is walking over to me. And he goes, Mr. Golden, I just want to say hello. I'm a big fan. Oh, and I'm cool. like, huh. this this guy is like, watches on Instagram. And then that's how I met um you know, that, that's how I met a lot of these guys. Um, that's how I met, um, you know, Seth Curry. He just popped on one of my Instagram lives when I was busting cards with Paul. And he just wanted to say hi. Like, literally two years ago, we just jumped on an Instagram live. Wow. But a lot of these guys are closet collectors. And if you want to know, now, obviously, I've got more followers than I used to. It might be tougher. But if you look through my followers, you will see a lot of athletes. The only reason an athlete typically follows me um, unless they're a personal friend like Barry Bonds is because they are into this stuff. Okay. And they are collectors themselves. So a lot of these guys, I think, I think, um, MLB and NBA are definitely the, the most, um, there's easily over 200 players in the MLB that are collectors of some sort and easily over, um, 50 to 75 in the NBA that are collectors of, to some degree, Oh wow! to some degree. And I'm putting LeBron James in there as a collector to some degree because he collects some of his own cards. They're not all like huge collectors with multi-million dollar collections like Kevin Durant, who's like you know serious into this. Wow. Okay. Um, that is actually really interesting. I wasn't sure exactly what you were going to have for that because I don't. I didn't expect to, like there to be actually athletes just coming up to you saying, "Hey, I know you." Not necessarily from like an event, but just from the collecting world. I think that's really cool. Um, so, yeah. all right, we, we said this wasn't going to be a long interview. I did want to just ask, oh, so next season of the you, show, listen, you, I don't know what your time is. Go ahead, hit whatever you want. Oh, you well, hit Netflix, hit my collection. I don't care. Well, we do. I do, not, I do nothing all day except wait for opportunities <laughs> and talk like, you know, talk like this. So we're good. Well, this is that opportunity. So now tell us, you know, when is season two, uh, King of Collectibles, the golden touch, when does that come out? Are you guys still filming? Are we going to be in sure. it? So let, let me, t- <laughs> let me tell you what I can. Well, let me tell you what I can tell you. Um, Season two was renewed. We have been filming for a couple months. I have one trip I need to take. You know, we, we stopped filming. I have one trip I need to, to arrange and take to visit a few friends. And uh, once we do that, that will be the last thing we film. And I would expect, now remember, they've got to dub it and subtitle it into 42 languages. So I would explicitly need 60 or 90 days, but my expectation would be that you would start seeing season two of King Collectibles um, around either 
spring training time or the start on the first month of the baseball season is that that would be my guess. So, you know, most likely March or April. Um, I'll try and get only in a teeny bit of trouble. Um, I will say that, you know, there are going to be more episodes than there were in season one. Oh, cool. Um, Probably a little bit longer. Probably each episode probably be a little bit longer. Nice. And for the sports fan, in season one, they were pretty careful. You know, like, for first of all, there were no, and I know this is not, not is, is for sports, but comic books were supposed to be part of season one. And for whatever reason, all three scenes, scenes were cut. Um, didn't make, didn't make the, uh, you know, you know, the cutting room floor. Actually, they hit the cutting room floor. Um, there will be comics in season two. And there will be more of an emphasis on sports in general, meaning both cards as well as other collectibles that are not necessarily um, trading cards. They realized the thought was originally in season one, hey, we do not know what the public is going to like. So let's take a shotgun approach, which is why they spent seven minutes on a Beanie Baby scene (laughs) in season one. and. Gee, guess who was not in that scene? It was not unintentional. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Me. Well, that, um, but that's cool, though, to know that there's going to be a little bit more of a focus in the this yes, upcoming season. Yeah, like, they they uh, realize that there are sports fans all over the world. There's still, there's still great things from all other areas, historical, rock and roll, you know, movies, art and entertainment, things like that. But, you know, it, it's we're known for sports, and this is like a little bit more of a coming home for Golden. Very cool. Nice. That's awesome. Well, hey, Ken, thank you again, man. I really appreciate you coming on and talking about the show, talking about your collection. I think this is more of like the uh, the golden nugget, Ken Golden Nugget, because we get to learn, you know, a little bit behind the the golden touch man himself, uh, what you actually like, what you collect, all that kind of thing. So thank you for coming on and talking cool. it up. Thank you, guys. Yeah, appreciate cool. it, Ken. Have a good one, guys. All right. See Bye-bye. ya. All right. There he, there he was, Kenny G, the original Kenny G. Actually, who's who's older? Who's Kenny? Is Kenny G or Ken Golden older? One of those is the original. Sure. Um, saxophone man himself, Ken Golden, joined us. We appreciate it. Uh, now, I think we've already talked a little bit about cards. Do you want to do new releases, or do you want to talk about— Yeah, just the one, 2023 okay. Bowman Sterling. You got pricing on this one? It's a weird product. Yes. We went very light on this. It's too expensive to me. Oh, you did? Oh, interesting. Man, I think we got like two, three cases. So this one's $375. Oof. Is it five mini boxes still inside the box? Uh, this is five packs yeah. and six cards per pack. So yeah, five one autos. In, one auto per bo- per pack. Okay. Yeah, it looks like a 25 base or parallel. I like it. Again, to put that in perspective though, so a case of that is what? 380 bucks, what, $4,500? Uh, $4,200, 12 box case. I'd rather break Gilded. Yeah, forty five hundred dollars. That's just it. I like the product, but the resale on Sterling is also not great. Guys, it's never oh, been really? a great reselling product either. So yeah, so I did sells better in your opinion. Oh yeah, but you're also getting way more cards here. Yeah, but like I'd rather break two cases of Finest for the same amount of money. I'd rather break two cases of Top's Chrome Hobby for the same money. I'd rather, Bowman's best. I'd rather. I just it's not a bad product, but this should be two eighty a box, not three seventy five. Gotcha. I wouldn't touch it in a million years. Like literally cannot stress enough. It's like an F minus as a personal. I do. I think it's that bad as a break, maybe a C plus maybe because you you still get your teams cheap. Some of the low refractors will do well. It's still an unbelievably good rookie class. I get Mm -hmm. all those things. 
But man, I, I'm just not. Yeah, Sterling's a, it's a swing and a miss to me almost every year. It's it's just too much money for what it is. Huh. Fine. I, again, there's so many other products that are just so much better value. Yeah. I'm just like, why am I paying for this? Because it's the the autos don't sell for what they sell like and other products. Okay. So. Fair yeah, enough. unfortunately, not a great one. We'll have a couple cases. I think that's the only way to do it, though. We'll just full case PYT it. But uh, yeah, that, so it'll just this week we're only breaking on SCN breaks, the Facebook page. So Eddie will have these up. Uh, matter of fact, if you're interested, we have a five case. We did a different style break from last week's product. Tier one baseball. We're doing five cases together as a pick your player break. Oh, pick your player. So we literally broke it down. How many by players play. is that? So a lot of them we bulked like bunch together. Oh, okay. Uh, but it's like two hundred. I think it's like two hundred names on the list total. Something really? like that. And he he cut it down quite a bit. What's but, the most expensive? Ooh, like three or three fifty. He keeps it down because the other thing he does is like all other AL East players, and it'll be like a whole list of the other players from that division. Uh, he'll like have to mini that down kind of. But, oh, okay. Um, it's kind of I don't know. It's kind of a cool way to do it. Like Frank Thomas is a guy I looked at. Frank Thomas is like one hundred and thirty bucks. Oh, okay. in five cases, I was like, I'll take him. Like I'm good with that. So uh, if anybody is interested there, it's a very light sport release week, but there is a Pokemon release uh, paradox paradox rift. Oh pa- yeah. PR. <laughs> You've been excited. You've been talking about it this whole time. I have absolutely been talking. I bought a lot of it. Yep. I'm he's lying for anyone who's Took needing a to second know. Mortgage. Um, it's coming out one Oh nine. If this is anything like the other ones, ah, it's hard to say like go out and buy it right now. Cause I feel like everything else, from Scarlet and Violet has dipped, not crazy dip, but it's dipped within the first like month or so afterwards. So you might just wait and get yourself some then. However, um, I'll probably still buy some just because my a kid sucker. loves it. I I do. I am a sucker for well, my it's fun watching my daughter rip it too. She loves doing it. We we're gonna send some off to get graded. We're gonna uh she just oh yeah, she's not even that, playing it. You're gonna do that grading comparison too. I am actually yeah. interested in that the actual cost of grading with shipping and all that. Yeah, I just wanna see like what it costs. Cause I mean, we of course we work with SGC and I personally really like the tuxedo look with the Pokemon cards, and my daughter likes them because we already have a lot of them graded to there. But it's like, you know what? I am curious what is it gonna actually cost both time and money if I were to get this graded somewhere else? Cause I realize being a sponsor with SGC, I know what their pricing is very well. I don't know personally what it is for some other ones other than I know it's higher. So, yeah, we'll find out. I'll let you guys know. But uh, I can tell you right off the bat, it's more. More in both categories. Yep. But, um, all right. Mailbag time? I oh, so. I was going to mention the Taco Fractor thing before we do that real quick. So if anyone was curious, Taco Fractor card was found. Uh, the Someone's getting a lifetime supply of Taco Bell, and I could not be more jealous. Card sold originally. It was a Kettle. Is it Marte? Marte. Yep. So Kettle Marte sold August 18th. This card originally sold for $297. Uh, sold again two days before the stolen base for $1,000. So $1,000 for fifteen grand. Okay. Not, not a bad deal there. But now these cards, I double-checked. So if you guys still want a Taco Fractor card, most players seem to right now be going for about 150 to 250 which is actually still pretty high, but they are out of five, so I guess it is like a rare thing. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe one day they'll give a week-long supply of Taco Bell. So that's what, like $1,000 or $500? For you? Sure. 10000 <laughs> Who knows? Uh, really worth Oh, here's that. a little sponsor plug. I'm sending some big cards to PC Sports Cards this week to consign. What cards are they? There's a Savage Booklet. It's a deck of book out of triple threads. So it's 10 players. 
10 autos. Oh, that's cool. And patches. And it's like a custom holder too. Hoping that goes for a little over a thousand bucks. There's a Topps Chrome rookie of Vlad Guerrero Jr. SGC 10. Same thing. Hopefully in the thousand dollar range ish. And there's the one one Jason Dominguez immaculate majestic tag patch auto. Ooh, la, la. Um, that was an SGC 810, I believe. So hopefully seven to 900. Uh, I'm going to send those over to those guys. Actually, I got to send it today. I had it ready to go last week and I sold a card just outright before I did. So I had to stop the package and rip it open. Oh, right. so. <laughs> I actually reached out to them to see if they would. Uh, can, I didn't know if they can sign other things besides cards to see if they can sign the Pokemon uh, skateboard decks that I've got. Sure. They said they would. I just have not pulled the trigger if I want to go ahead and sell them now or if I want to hold them for longer. It's it's a, it's a There's also a real stupid part of me that wants to rip it open and see if I got one of the golden ones, just diminishing any return I Do would it. have gotten on it, but cuz I mean those golden decks, like some of them go for like between like 7 and 10 grand. <laughs> Listen, I oh. bought two decks for like $275. Each deck currently goes for like 450 to $500. So I one deck sold <clears throat> excuse me, Windex hold. I'm definitely caught making up my those money lies, back. Are you? It's not a lie. It's all facts. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's it's a hard. Are they autographed? No, no. That's just they're, they're Santa Cruz, the company that makes the skateboard. Uh, they did a very smart thing. They just wrapped these decks. They printed a limited number of them. They wrapped them uh, and then they put them in a bag, a sealed bag. So even if you were to get inside the bag, you'd have to unwrap it to actually see what is on your deck. Okay. And so a it's lot of, cool. Yeah, there's a limited number, but then there's even a more limited number of the golden deck that <sighs> those are the ones Sorry, that are really mailbag. Going. Let's go. Let's do this. Uh mailbag. Let's see. So here's the thing. We're not talking about a thing that I mentioned we were gonna talk about in the mailbag. No, it's not your so. fault. That's my fault. We're opening the show with a Thursday though. All right. We're gonna talk about if another you know, thing. <laughs> you know, we said goodbye this weekend. Here we go. Not to podcast no no no. no, no. By the way, we got a, your post that said goodbye that did not include a it was picture a or anything. Front, I know, you but they don't know it. that. So look before you comment, dummies. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But Here SCN is fine, just so anybody knows. Kyle Reed. Uh, this is an interesting question. Kyle Reed wants to know, when was the last time you purchased a repack? Oh, per- I mean, aside from Eddie, which doesn't count as my business partner. Yeah. Never. That's the thing. I've only bought repacks from you. So I haven't bought a repack from someone else. I almost never buy them. They're crap. Oh, you know what? I'll take it back. In store one time, I bought one from Nate Burns. He does like the gold rush thing or whatever. Oh. I've bought those before. They're fine. Oh, I guess a repack yeah. like at Cracker Barrel. I bought like some stupid packs. No, no. He's repack like a, I know, like in a oh. box. But I mean, technically, you could count those as a repack. But I'm saying like a repack. He's saying like where somebody put it together specifically with other cards in it. I assume that's what you he means. You can't buy those at Cracker Barrel. Like you're not buying singles at Cracker Barrel. Like yeah, that. that's what I mean. Like you, that they, it was like from all different products. Yeah, it's but they're like, like packs in there, right? Yeah, it's um, it's like a, so a cellophane, yeah. a clear thing. Yeah, like, yeah, so you yeah. can see uh, through it all. Uh, but, almost never. I, I I don't trust most people to do it correctly, so I don't buy them. Okay, uh, let's see. Oh, Bradley, Bradley Aaron Muse is just trying to get your password again. He wanted to know about your uh, mother's password. Name. Is password? How many times can I tell you, Pat? What was your first pet's name, by the way? I'm just curious. Uh, so this is a funny story. No, I can't say it because you'll know. I, actually, your password has nothing to do with it. Well, it's so a it's security fine. question all the time. I oh. will tell you what his name is because I misremembered for years until it was just brought to my attention. As a matter of fact, you didn't know your dog's name, bro. It, we only had him for like a month because my everybody in the family was like allergic, so we got rid of him. Aww. His name was Buddy. Okay, I thought it was something else, and that's what I used for my security question. 
What did you think it? Oh, dang it. Now I really want to know. Nope. Was it, did you think it was butt T, like two T's, B U T T Y? It was not any iteration of buddy. No. Nope. Really? That was that far and off. And it took my mom and dad being in the state of Tennessee to be like, I don't think that was the name. <laughs> I don't think you remember, bro. Uh, that that's dog interesting. is long dead. He might be alive. Maybe he's like 35 years old, just buddy walking around. They <laughs> said like, they sent him to a That's not my name. They were like, we sent him to a farm. I'm like, I don't know. Did you? <laughs> I could see my dad just whacking the dog, burying him at the golf course. Thanks, dad. Grampy G <laughs> was there. He was watching over the whole thing. Jamie Sanders, what kind Shut of market? Shut your mouth about Salvatore Paulino Giuseppe. You understand me? What kind of market do you anticipate for a player who is called up late in the year and will retain rookie status next season? He says like someone a like Junior Camonero. Well, he says Noel Noel V Marte. Marte yeah, for yeah. the Reds. Uh, yeah, it'd be good to see a, a solid market next year with their rookie stuff. Ellie is in the same boat, quite frankly. Ellie will have all of his rookie stuff next year. Jason Dominguez will be have his rookie stuff next year. Um, yeah, Junior Camonero will have all of his rookie stuff next year. I think it'll be a good market. Next year's class is actually shaping up to be, re- and I'm forgetting one other really good player. I was talking about this last night. There's Ellie. There's Junior. There's Jason. I think there's one other guy. I'm totally. Sp- oh, uh, Evan Carter for the Rangers. Falling out at the end of the year. Is it like next year's baseball class could end up being really, really good and comparable to 23. Maybe we'll see. Okay. Uh, oh, Brian Schoen wanted to know if we had any plans to be on Netflix. Not, no. not as of yet. Um, not as of ever. You would ever, you don't want to be on Netflix in some capacity. I mean, if it happens, I, I don't know why we ever would. So no. What if the doc gets sold to Netflix? Boom, bam, oh, maybe. Cole Benz, are you ever torn selling cards of PC players? Always. How do you decide when or if to let something like that go? No rhyme or reason. You just do it or you don't. I'm sorry. It's, it's, and, and I've done it in the past and I've totally regretted it. And other times I've sold it. And now in this market, I'm like, oh, I can just go buy it back for cheaper. But almost always it's the opposite. I sell a card and it's a rare PC card. I either A, never see it again, or B, it's you know, quadrupled in value and I just don't want to buy it again. Has this happened to you? This has happened to me. I haven't broken nearly as much as you have, but I have a few times. And when I have, (laughs) you're right. I've done it more than you. Uh, When I've broken something and I have like just a ton of cards around, even if some of those are my PC, like it'll just like something will come over. It's like, oh, we're just selling whatever. I just grab something. And I later regret that I put that in there to sell. And that one of those was like that Taylor Swift auto. Um, the, The one Eddie bought you? The one, oh, I thought you bought me that. No. You yeah. sold that, you weasel? I didn't even think about oh, it until later. I, was like, I thought I bought it. I was Who's just like, selling gifts? Listen, I thought it was from you. I never would have sold it if I knew Who'd it was from Eddie. Who'd you sell it to? Uh, actually, someone, in, I mean, someone who's listening to the show right now. I don't remember who, but yeah. Eddie, a, you heard it here first. <laughs> no more deals for Eddie. selling gifts over here, regifting I it and selling it. Did I, like oh, I said, I regretted spineless. it. Spineless. And I thought it was Why don't you send Eddie the money for that? I Fine. I don't know how much no, it was, but three dollars. Also, yeah, please. Um, don't even. You act like you're all high and mighty. Like you never sold a gift before. You don't even know half the gifts you have, and then you turn around and sell them. Trash. So trash many move, of my bro. things you've sold. Trash. Move, oh, bro. don't even. Trey <laughs> Reeves. Tomorrow is the NFL trade deadline. What term? Or I'm sorry. What teams do you think make a big move, and which players market benefit from it, or vice versa? I hope Titans don't get now that Will Levis is doing something. I hope they don't get rid of uh, uh, Henry. Yeah, I don't think they will. I also don't know if anybody's going to take him. He has a big contract, which is not going to help. 
Uh, it's a good question. I don't know. The trade deadline in the NFL is almost always boring as well compared to every other sport. Like very little movement in the NFL. So yeah, I, yeah there's always I don't, a lot of hype around basketball, but yeah. Yeah, basketball and baseball, you see moves. I, I actually don't think you'll see anything big. Very rare you do. So, okay. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, nothing like jumping off the page at me. They're like, oh, this is a move. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, Devontae Adams maybe, but he's a receiver. And again, quarterbacks are really the only guys that matter a whole lot in the hobby. But if you say, like, there's a big-name running back or receiver that's going to change teams, that would be great. Devontae's the only guy I could think of that potentially could do that, but I would bet none. Let's see. Uh, Cody James, any Detroit Lions you guys think would be a good pickup? So tough to say because they're playing really well until they got blown out last week. But I don't know who you buy on that team. I'm tempted to say, like, Aiden Hutchinson because maybe he goes on, like, a crazy defensive run, mm-hmm. like a Miles Garrett, a Micah Parsons, a TJ Watt, and, like, gets attention. But, again, if you're not a quarterback, it takes so much time and headline to actually get attention to move the hobby needle. Yeah. I don't really think so. I guess if you're going to buy one, you could try Jared Goff. Maybe he becomes, like, the, the story of, like, hey, this guy's been in the league for 10 years, and all of a sudden, or whatever, eight, nine years. I think he was drafted in 16. Maybe, but, yeah. Tonight is supposed to be a good game. Who are they I'm playing excited. about? Yeah, who, who's uh, tonight? They're the Raiders? the Raiders. Yeah, that was another. That I think one of the Raiders was uh, Aiden O'Connell. I think I mentioned him as the one backup. of those third string. He's the third string. Actually, no, I apologize. Aiden was in. Jimmy's supposed to play tonight, so Jimmy's supposed to be back. Uh, it is interesting to see all the people that have like third string ready to go. Uh, there's a number of player or a number of teams that have them. Uh, mailbag goes to, let's see, Jason Sheffer, Schieffer, any update on the documentary that was being filmed at the 2021 national funny enough. Um, only that we've been told that it is being sold. It actually has a buyer and now we're just waiting to hear final. I guess they, last we heard they were working on a trailer and poster and all that kind of stuff, but we've seen the poster. It looks cool. Mike and I are both on it, which is kind of exciting unless they've Updated that, brushed me out of it, which that's I've fine asked, too. I've asked for that. Yep. Yeah, we'll see. So, anyways, yeah, we'll let you know when we hear more. Uh, Chris Haynes, what will have a bigger impact on Yadi Molina's cards, his eventual Hall of Fame induction in four years, or if he becomes the manager of the cards and leads them back to glory? Hall of Fame. I don't think anybody cares if he's the manager. Okay. Yep. Uh, do you think it would be a big deal? I think it would for Deion Sanders to go pro coaching. I think it would affect his value. I mean, obviously, it affected his value when he was doing well in Maybe. college. He also wouldn't have anywhere near the impact he has in college. In college, he comes in as the coach. Like, people want to play for him. It's a huge deal. In the NFL, like, cool, you're a rookie coach. Glad you were a great player. But it doesn't mean anything. It's not going to impress other pros. So, I don't know. If he came in and was, like, really successful, maybe. But I think it would take more than just the news of him moving up. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Um, let's see. Christian Ricks, how big of an impact will Wimbenyama not having autos and new Panini product have on 2023 Prism Select Optic Sealed Wax long-term? Notice this Prism DP cards are also unlicensed. DP cards. Draft pick. Oh. Uh, unlicensed because it's international. Oh, okay. The yeah. Prism stuff, the actual Prism stuff, we'll have the, light, we'll have the Spurs logo. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it definitely hurts. You know, it's going to put a premium on all the other stuff then. Because you, you can't get his autos, but long term, I think it takes away a lot of that huge hit fact. So I do think it definitely hurts. And it's not just him. I mean, we're hearing like Scoot Henderson, maybe some other guys as well, which is tough. Well, and we did talk about the fact that they are adding Tim Duncan autos 
might be one of those things that helps kind of, it, it won't completely balance it out, but it may help that pricing for those products. Uh, by the way, did we, we didn't even talk about this. I, I saw this post and it just was brutal. Lillard, six points in 29 minutes. SGA, seven points in 28 minutes of play. Scoot, four points in 27 minutes of play, all from yesterday's games. Yeah. Lillard had like 40 the game before then. They had a big win. So, yeah. A long season. I'm not worried about him. Yeah, exactly. I'm sure. Um, by the way, I am looking still for a basketball guy. I'm just going to start asking. I, I don't know why I didn't think to do this. Let's just ask some ringer guys, like some other ringer guys. I, I reached out to Mark Feinstein to see if he has any basketball buddies. And he said uh, ESPN analysts are, are a little funny. I guess ESPN's funny about having them on other pods besides ESPN pods. So that may not end up working. But uh, he's still looking. But he also mentioned, like, well, have you checked in with them? And I was like, oh, duh. I guess I could just ask them. Vernon would be the guy, but he always records his live radio show at the same time. Fart. Um, <laughs> Brian Wilcox, this whole Panini Fanatics thing, only the hobbyists suffer. No football or basketball licensed product for a time. That sucks. Well, uh, all conjecture and speculation. That's not the case right now. So, yeah, uh, we haven't, we, we still have licensed product yeah, there right is now. No, yeah. At this rate, though, how long these trials are, or the, the lawsuits are going to go, they'll lose license to Fanatics just in general, before the lawsuits actually, I don't go think we see any actual uh, eventuality of those things happening. And NBA no, hasn't said anything. Yeah, so. no point do I think we'll have unlicensed, no licensed NBA or licensed NFL product readily available. So I, I, I think it's just people speculating and being. I don't think it's going to happen. Well, I think it would. I think fanatics would probably not want that to happen either because if the hobby you lose a lot of momentum, exactly, you yeah. lose momentum, you lose buyers of their product. So, um, yeah, there you go. That is it. Uh, oh. Here's what I did want to mention. This is a fun thing, and it's only available in Nashville that I know of. So the reason why I couldn't watch some of the games yesterday is because we went out with my uh, brother and sister-in-law and did uh, this thing called The Great Big Game Show. You've probably been to an escape room. You, Mike, we've been to several escape rooms. I like escape rooms. So the company that started escape rooms actually started here in Nashville. Uh, at Opry Mills Mall, which is like a huge mall in the Nashville area. They have this my new thing. Right there. Oh, tell us more. It was the atrium. <laughs> were there? It was a nice evening. Songbirds. Was it beautiful? You asked me if I'm screaming. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so uh, every Aubrey Mills Mall, they've got a new game uh, that they're going to be rolling out to the rest of the country called the Great Big Game Show, and I'm sure other people will do these spinoffs just like they did with these escape rooms. But it's basically where you and your team can bring other friends, and they can be their own team and. You just kind of compete in different game show-esque challenges, and it's awesome. Like, it is so fun. I cannot overemphasize how much fun it was, especially because we won. We dominated. It was me, Sam, and Charlie versus, like, those two and their daughter. So uh, I'm just going to say you, me, the the missuses, and maybe a couple other friends, we go down there and we do this. I'm in. I'm saying it's not only trivia. It's like physical challenges. It's uh, timing challenges. There's one where it's like, all right, count, start from this buzzer, count to 20 seconds. First person to get closest to 20 seconds when they hit the buzzer is the winner. Like little stuff like what that. What it cost? Oh, I want to say like 35 bucks a person. I'm in. Yeah, it wasn't bad. I would do that and I would do an escape room again. I like both those things. 
I don't know why we're ending the show with that, but it just seemed like we there wasn't very much nonsense in this episode, and it just fit well there. So I like it. I'd do it. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, anyways, that's your show. Uh, we'll be back on Thursday, same time, same great place. We love you. We miss you. Sports cards nonsense, powered by the Ringer. It's like if I look at you, I know I'm never gonna get it. Don't sports cards nonsense, powered by Spotify. Brought to you by the Ringer, powered by Spotify. It's like I can't say it in just one. Say day. goodbye and hit the button. Bye.